from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Walter Abercrombie joins us in my office. Jerry Hill is here. Going to talk about the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Uh, some guy who goes by initials and a, a letter and a number, and uh, yeah, he's kind of the headliner, right, Walter? A quarterback, a Heisman Trophy winner, RG3 is a member of this class. Yes, we, you know, and, and um, we have a lot of folks who don't understand, uh, who are Baylor fans, who don't understand the process of, uh, of selection. And uh, I got some uh, notes from other folks who said, that, you know, why isn't RG3 in the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame already. Yeah. I mean, here was one of, you know, the Heisman Trophy guy, one of the greatest players to ever play here. Has a statue he, up already. Has a statue, <laughs> statue up already. <laughs> and you guys haven't put him, you just now putting him in. He's been out, you know, for t- 10 years. And so um, once, you know, you, you kind of explain to folks there is a process. You do have to wait 10 years before you're eligible. And, and I think that's a good thing. But he, this is the first year he's eligible. So that's always a good, a good sign that somebody's really done something great uh, or made a distinction in their career somewhere um, when they're the first ballot. Mm -hmm. And so Robert is the first ballot and uh, we couldn't be more excited uh, to have him lead this class uh, this year. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, you're listening to the best of the John Moore Show here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Here's Aaron Sexton. It is the best of the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Aaron Sexton, and we've got a great show for you today. You heard snippets from John's conversation with Walter Abercrombie and Jerry Hill. And we will hear that conversation coming up in the first segment as they talk about the 2022 class of the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame, which includes RG3. We will also hear from Baylor softball pitching coach Brittany Sneed Newman about her recent induction into the Louisiana Athletic Hall of Fame. And in our last segment today, we'll hear from T.L. Fiedler, the producer and director of the Our Time documentary, which covered Baylor men's and women's basketball this year. So that's coming up today on the John Morris Show, the best of the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. And it's brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, their new location on Loop 340 South next door to Busby Feed. Check out the construction progress every time you drive by and get ready for the big move soon. You'll be receiving their great customer service soon in their big, new, beautiful store. That's Pioneer Steel and Pipe, serving Central Texas since 1943. Now here's John's conversation with Baylor great Walter Abercrombie and also the great Jerry Hill as they talk about the 2022 class of the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame. listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. All 
Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Thursday afternoon with impeccable timing. It couldn't be any better timing. Walter Abercrombie joins us in my office. Jerry Hill is here. Going to talk about the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame, the uh, announcement made earlier today of the new members in the Athletics Hall of Fame. And, uh, Walter, uh, welcome to you. I appreciate you coming over. It's great to be here, man. Um, you know, we get a chance to do this about every year, don't we? About every year. About That's right. Right about this time. Yeah. And we get a chance to honor some of the some of the greatest to ever wear the green and gold. And so uh, here we are again with another outstanding class. And um, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, in fact, I just uh, talked to, uh, to Tweety Carter, oh, who's nice. going to be a member of this class, and he's Trying to figure out how he can make the event because I think the basketball team is going to be in Vegas oh. uh, that weekend, and so he's uh, he's got the real challenge now to try to work with Coach Drew to make sure he can <laughs> yeah. he can attend the event. But uh, we'll work something out. But uh, but that's he's just one of the guys, just one of the great great representatives from Baylor University who we have the great privilege to to honor and to recognize and say thank you for all you've done for Baylor. It's a great class. And Jerry Hill is with us, too. Uh, as we said, uh, the trifecta of shows, of local shows, <laughs> here on ESPN Central Texas. We're glad you finally made it to the 3 p.m. hour. Well, yeah, I finally made it up to the bigs. I oh, like, you know, yeah, been, yeah, that's been right. been working my way up through Tom Barfield, <laughs> Matt Mosley. I don't know if Mosley would be maybe the double-A yeah, level. And now funny. I'm all the way up to the big leagues. Uh, this is the big leagues for sure, yeah. No, appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, for the middle of the summer, it's kind of – funny how many things we have to talk to you about it is it is i mean and and you know things are quieting down a little bit but uh you know obviously you know with with matt yesterday talked about the new big 12 commissioner and then uh with tom just my normal monday talking college baseball this time but uh yeah that's that's always fun talking to tom and ward very good. Well, let's uh, let's uh, keep our conversation, for the most part, talking about the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame, the new class. Uh, some guy who goes by initials and a, a letter and a number, and uh, yeah, he's kind of the headliner, right, Walter? A quarterback, a Heisman Trophy winner, RG3, is a member of this class. Yes, we, and, you know, and, and um, we have a lot of folks who don't understand, uh, who are Baylor fans, who don't understand the process of uh, a selection and uh, I got some uh, notes from other folks who said, you know, why isn't RG3 in the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame already? Mm, yeah. I mean, here was one of, you know, the Heisman Trophy guy, one of the greatest players to ever play here. Has a statue he, up already. Has a statue <laughs> up already. And you guys haven't put him, you just now putting him in? He's been out, you know, for t- 10 years. And so um, once, you know, you, you kind of explain to folks there is a process. You do have to wait 10 years before you're eligible. And, and I think that's a good thing. But he, this is the first year he's eligible, so that's always a good, a good sign that somebody's really done something great, uh, or, or made a distinction in their career at, at somewhere um, when they're the first ballot. Mm-hmm. And so Robert is the first ballot, and uh, we couldn't be more excited uh, to have him lead this class uh, this year. What was when you talked to him? What was his reaction when you told him? Well, it was he. He was excited. Yeah. Um, you know, I know he recently been inducted into the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, 
Um, I think this was his 10th year here for, for that. But, um, but you know, he was excited. He was like, wow, man, this is great. And, and um, you, you know, you would think the guy is, is, is um, I guess, uh, as accomplished as, as he is, uh, that, that this would be something small. For right, him, right. It wasn't. It was a big deal. He was very gracious. Uh, he was thankful. He, uh, he talked about his time a little bit here at Baylor. And uh, so he's excited. And as and I say that about every single one of the inductees that, we indu- that we're going to be inducting, when I spoke to them, they all had the same reaction. This is a dream of my life. You yeah. know, this is great. And so I'm so proud that they have that reaction when they get the re- get the news. I, I say this to you every year, but that's a fun job. Isn't it a fun part of your job to uh, be able to make those calls and tell these f- folks, hey, you've just been selected for the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame? It, it is. It, it is. And I, and I know what that means because I've, I've had a chance to experience it myself. And so being in a position to, to share that news with them, I know what it means. And so it – and for some of them, they have said, you know, Walter, it means a lot coming from you. I know you you understand what what this means. And so I have a real appreciation uh, for their responses because many of them, the crowd has stopped cheering. Uh, they're not getting any more love from fans anywhere publicly. Um, and so for some, uh, you reach back and you go, you know what? You're very deserving to be recognized now. Yeah. yeah you may be in your 40s or 50s or whatever it is, but uh, but we remember you and we want to uh, bestow this honor up on you now at this at this point in your life, and so that that means a lot to them. Very cool. I I can't tell you how many times guys have said. They, they thought it was like a joke or something or somebody playing a prank on them. You know, right. what, what, what's Walter calling me about? You know, they were just, they really are just blown over usually. I mean, particularly like you talked about guys that have waited a long time and we've got a couple of those in this class. So, uh, and I do think it probably means more to them. Um, and, and like you said, I'm sure Robert is very appreciative of getting in and stuff. Um, but when you got a guy like Gary Kafer or even Doak Field, I mean, Doak played 42 years ago. That's right. He was the captain on the 1980 team. Easy. He's just, You're treading in Walter and I's uh, I years mean, there. You know? Walter. <laughs> You're implying that's a long time ago. He played with Walter Abercrombie. No, he's more than implying. <laughs> he played on the same team with Walter Abercrombie. That dude must be old. <laughs> uh, yeah, 42 years ago. That's yeah. right. All right, let's let's give you the whole class. We haven't done that yet. Uh, mentioned Tweedy Carter from Baylor Basketball. Jeremy Alcorn from Men's Golf. Taylor Barnes. Now Taylor Barnes Fowler. Allen from volleyball, Doak Field from Baylor football, long time ago, 80 Southwest Conference Championship <laughs> team, Gary Kafer from track and field, Josh Ludy from baseball. He was back for that 2012 right. reunion. He was a Big 12 uh, Player of the Year in 2012. And Quentin Eigelhart Summers from track and field. Also uh, two uh, additions to the B Association Wall of Honor, um, Air Force pilots Colonel Tyree Newton from baseball and the late Colonel Wilbur Mahaffey from football. Wall of Honor recognizes uh, individuals who have really, uh, who were lettermen when they were here, but have really excelled in their line of work post-Baylor, after Baylor. Uh, tell us tell us about those two guys, Walter, the two that were selected, uh, Jerry, for the uh, Wall of Honor. Yeah, both, uh, as you mentioned, decorated Air Force uh, pilots, uh, you know, and and really, I mean, you look at their stats and stuff and, and just what they did, uh, you know, in the Air Force, it, it was amazing. 
Um, let me start with uh, Mahaffey. Um, like I said, he was uh, he received the Wall of Honor Certificate of Registry from the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum as a permanent testament to his commitment and passion for flight. Um, I believe he, yeah, he spent 28 years in the Air Force Training Command as a pilot, instructor, supervisor, and director of flight operations. Uh, flew 198 F-4 missions. Uh, and then, uh, and that was Mahaffey. And then uh, Colonel Newton, uh, he was a three-year starter at second base here, uh, captain in 53 of the baseball team, earned all Southwest Conference honors. Uh, but then in a 30-year career uh, with the Air Force, he flew over 400 combat missions in Vietnam and was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross. So both of these wow. guys, you know, as, as Walter mentioned, or as you talked about, um, obviously they were athletes, they were lettermen and all that, but it's really more about kind of what you do post-Baylor and, and, and in terms of kind of bringing uh, the spotlight to Baylor again, you know, mm -hmm. really, I mean, with what they've done and, and you know, wearing that Baylor pride, uh, you know, on their sleeves, I, I think that that's a lot of what the Wall of Honor is about, is, is recognizing, um, you know, great men and women that have, you know, kind of gone on and done stuff uh, post-Baylor. To me, that was that is uh, preparing champions for life Absolutely. before we use that term, you know. That's, that's getting your Baylor education, coming through here as a student athlete, and then going on and doing great things. Walter, these two are very, very uh, emblematic of that. You're exactly right. And they join a whole wall of, of, of folks just like them. The Baylor grads, they happen to play sports here at Baylor. But what they've done after, as, as, as Jerry was mentioning, after they've left, what they've done in their lives uh, to impact their communities. Uh, these two gentlemen were, were, were fighter pilots. And so, um, you know, they are giving more. You know, there's just, just more to what they've done in their lives mm -hmm. and than a lot of folks get the opportunity to and they've done it. They've done it with class and style. And, um, uh, you know, I was just reading in the bio of, uh, of Newton. Uh, I mean, I think he teaches Sunday school in this church. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's uh, these are these are well-rounded men and women and great representatives of Baylor. All right, Walter, you talked about uh, uh, Robert Griffin III being uh, inducted first year of eligibility. But those names that I mentioned, it's it's a very well-rounded class uh, again, isn't it? I mean, eight student-athletes, six different sports. Yes, it is. And that's what we try to do um, with the selection is we make sure we're representative of all the different sports as, as much as we can. There are times where, where there's folks that are just glaring that they need to go in and there may be uh, more than – two from a sport yeah. but most of the time it is uh, representative of all the all the sports at Baylor which says a lot about Baylor University and their <laughs> athletic program that's right when you have folks who are eligible from every sport across the spectrum eligible to go in the whole thing that's a really good point I mean it's not a little league participation trophy I mean these folks all deserve it representing their re respective sports that's right yeah, that's great. All right, the banquet is uh, Friday, November 18th. Uh, oh, you're going to be back in Cashin this year, huh? We, we will be. Um, we ran into a little bit of a conflict with, with uh, the venue okay. where we normally are at the Waco, uh, Waco Convention Center. So we're going to bring it back home to campus. On, that's not bad. Yeah. On a Friday night? 
and you know November, you know the view from up there is yeah. really really nice. So really that nice. won't be bad at all. We'll take advantage of it. All right. So uh, November 18th is a date, 6:30 at Cashin on the Baylor campus. Folks, uh, is it too early or can they start now reserving seats or tables or sponsorships with you? Uh, they can start now. Start now by calling the Baylor Bee Association and uh, try to speak with Tammy Harden. She enjoys uh, visiting with folks wanting to come to the Hall of Fame. Her phone number is 254-710-3045. Almost forgot the number. <laughs> 254-710-3045. And you can contact her, contact her via email at Tammy underscore Harden, H-R-R-D-I-N, at Baylor.edu. Perfect. Jerry, uh, you are part of the, I don't think this is a big secret. Uh, we're unveiling the. Yeah, we're unveiling a little the, bit. Yeah. yeah. You're part of the selection committee right. for this. Uh, Send and, all your complaints to me. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry <laughs> underscore Hill at Baylor.edu. Or compliments, one or the other. But it, it, we're getting into that sort of yeah. what you call the golden era of Baylor uh, athletics. Absolutely. There has to be some hard decisions that have to be made. Well, and this, this class kind of started that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, because with Robert being involved and it was uh, both him and Josh Ludy are from that year of the bear. Yeah. Where, you know, we won and everything seemed like. So, yeah. And now you're getting into that period. You know, you win back to back Big 12 championships in 13 and 14 and then another one just this past year and men's basketball, what they've done. You know, winning a national championship last year. So, uh, yeah, we're getting into that stretch. Uh, Walter, we may have to expand the uh, <laughs> expand the number because, uh, you know, even this year, uh, and you find it every year, it's hard to get it, – it's hard to keep it to eight. I mean, you could easily put in 10, 12, probably 20 some year. I yeah. mean, it's – but I think what – I think it's what makes this Hall of Fame so special, though, is it is very hard to get into this thing. Um, and uh, like you said, you, this is not a, you know, you don't check a box and, and get elected to the Hall of Fame. You have to really do something special. Uh, and all of these have for sure. And, uh, yeah, like you said, in the years to come, in the next, you know, five, six, seven years, we're going to have some hard choices to make and, and, you know, tough to leave out some people. One of the things that helps a little bit uh, in that is is we do have the rule where we have to have at least one um, that is that has been out 40 years or, or okay. more. So okay. that helps. And and but this was interesting this year, Walter. I don't I don't know if we've had it this way before, but actually two guys in that group actually made it. You know, so there's no there's no limit to what you can do. Right. You, know, you could have a whole class of 40 and 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 beyond. But uh, I I did think it was interesting that both Doakfield and Gary Kafer got in this year and, and, you know, got in obviously on their own merit. So uh, that was pretty cool. But, yeah, it's going to get really, really hard in the next few years. Walter, uh, we kid about Doak being on that 80 conference championship team, played with you on that team. But, uh, boy, that's got to be fun to have one of your former teammates be elected to the Hall of Fame. It is. And I think Doak, Doak is very deserving. You know, uh, Jerry just mentioned it. I mean, it's I see guys who are on the list every year who deserve to go in, but there's just not enough room for them to go in that particular year. And that uh, they have an opportunity to uh, be on the list for five years of consideration. And there's just greater athletes coming out every single year. So it's uh, it's difficult. But Doak, as uh, as you just mentioned, um, 
you know, if there had not been a man named Mike Singletary, <laughs> who, who knows what Doak could have yeah. uh, could have yeah. been. Uh, uh, Mike got a lot of the a lot of the uh, tackles, and uh, he was freed up to do that. But Doak was just I mean, he was a beast on that side of the field where he played, and uh, I hated to go against him practice. <laughs> uh, and so he was really a talented uh, linebacker, very smart, uh, rarely made mistakes, was was well coached, and um, and I couldn't be more happy to. to to have the opportunity to call him because, you know, when I when I called him, you know, it was a little bit late, you know, it was late at night. And so I took some liberties there to call him late at night. Say, hey, man, I got something important to call you. Call me right back. So, yeah. so anyway, uh, we got a chance to visit and he he thought he'd never, he, he had resigned himself to, 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 the, to this idea that he'd never go in. Huh. And you just never know, man. Right. And so uh, I was I was happy to share that news with him. And he's excited. I visited with him today, and um, he was like, "Hey, man, uh, is there any way our local local newspaper can can get this coverage?" <laughs> I said, I, "I'm I'm pretty sure yeah, they can get it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. anyway, he's still yeah. down in Bernie. He is, is that right. Yes. Yeah, clean clean shaven Doak Field. <laughs> I don't know if he's clean shaven. <laughs> Last time I saw him, is he had gray hair and it was all the way down his back. Yeah, I know. know it. So. <laughs> and he ran for like district judge or some federal judge or something like. Last year, maybe in Bernie. Did he really? Yeah, I didn't know there that. There in his hometown. So wow, good not, for him. Did not win, but but he did win this one. He, he won, won this. He one. won this one. Jerry, give us a thumbnail on Jeremy Alcorn uh, representing men's golf and Quentin Nigelhart Summers with track and field. Yeah, I think the deal on Jeremy, and and I will say because I went back and checked, I think he's only like the fifth, um, you know, men's golfer to make the Hall of Fame. So again, very hard to make this Hall of Fame. But Jeremy, uh, he he won five individual you know golf tournaments while he was here and was just you know he was a great golfer uh you know and, and when he left i think he had one of the you know best stroke averages that they had had up to that point now the with coach mcgraw what he's done over this last stretch again you know we're going to have some hard decisions down the line there's been a lot of guys that have passed him but at that point he had one of the top you know two or three uh career scoring averages so he very deserving and then quentin Nigelhart summers um you know, what, the thing that really catches your eye about him is he ran the anchor, like, pretty much his whole career. Wow. John, I don't know if you'd remember, but they had a 42-meet or 42-race winning streak from 07 through 09. Wow. Uh, and he was the anchor on almost all of that, or for the at least for the bulk of it. So, you know, again, he, he was uh, – and we do put a little more stock in that because, you know, not that the other legs aren't important, but anchor – it's all on you. Yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully the other guys have done a good enough job. But he, he was good enough that they used him as the anchor that long. And I do remember, because uh, it was my first year here, uh, when that streak ended, I was actually there in Eugene. I think they finished third. Uh, it was his senior year, so his last race uh, for Baylor. But, uh, you know, seven-time All-American, I believe five-time uh, national champion. So, uh, you know, again, very deserving and went on to do some things on the international level too. So, yeah, Quentin, uh, 
Quinton's a really good one. Wow. Track. Yeah. That's great. Well, great class. Good job, guys. Uh, I know that's not easy to, uh, you know, maybe sometimes it used to be, do we have eight qualified uh, candidates for the Hall of Fame? That's not the case anymore. I mean, there are much more than that. So for you guys to get the uh, cream of the crop, the new class to the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame, well done. Walter, well done. The banquet, uh, November 18th, 630 uh, at Cashin on campus. Uh, tickets are available right now. Uh, you can p- purchase individual tickets. And this is going to be a hot ticket, I would think, with Rob being there and just the class overall, don't you? A lot of folks a lot of folks will be there and want to yeah. be there. This yeah. is, this is going to be a very, very special night. We thought last year was uh, yeah. with, with, the, um, with the foundation going in, those yeah. basketball players, it drew a big crowd. But I think this, because of Robert and uh, and 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 several others, uh, particularly um, Josh Ludi, I think he he's going to bring a good crowd, uh, his family and friends where he lives, and so um, this 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 will be fun. And John, let me let me t- let me say this: um, I, it it has been uh, let's see, I think my 17th year or so um, working with the Hall of Fame here, and getting a chance to work with you. You come on, you're the MC of the of the evening. And uh, just for the last few years, I've had a chance to uh, to work with Jerry as we're compiling information for the for the uh, for all of the candidates. And um, I, I can tell you that I'm 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 really really thankful to have Jerry alongside of us when we go through that process because I know a lot about Baylor athletics, but I I, I realize I don't know as much as maybe some people, particularly yeah. this guy right here, Jerry, and he helps us through the through the process of trying to figure out all of the different um, sports. And he's got knowledge about every single sport. So it's uh, it's extremely, extremely beneficial for us to have someone like him as we go through the selection process to make sure that we have we, we have the correct information. And then uh, um, as we have the banquet, um, when I tell folks that uh, John Morris is going to be our MC, or he may be contacting you about interviews, you can see them. Li- I mean, you can, I can just tell that they light up. <laughs> That's nice. So both of you are great legends, and it's been a privilege of me uh, for me to be able to work with you through these whole thing. That was that was his way of getting back at me for saying how old he was. Yeah. That was that was his. I think that was his subtle way of saying. But he said Jerry it so nicely. Really, I know. <laughs> he I was know. so complimentary. Yeah, everybody thinks you. he's a nice guy. Same way with you. You know, <laughs> I think you both are nice guys. <laughs> yeah, I think all I heard were compliments. Compliments and yes. bouquets and coming your way. And I do appreciate way. that, Walter. Very nice. Well done, guys. Uh, call Tammy two five four seven one zero three zero four five. You can get tickets. You can buy a table. You could be a sponsor, uh, any of those things, Tammy can give you details or email her at Tammy underscore Harden, H-A-R-D-I-N at Baylor.edu. But put it on your calendar Friday, November 18th, 630 at Cashin in uh, on the Baylor campus for the 2022 Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame Banquet. All right, uh, guys, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Great to see you. You know, Jerry's a, a new grandfather again. My third. As yeah, of please. yesterday. Yeah. Congratulations. As yeah, of yesterday. Another Awesome. Boy, so. man, yeah, years come along, you get a little bit older, yeah, <laughs> a little more gray hair. Yeah. Well, some and some of us just lose it. Those but. who have hair, yes, all right, all right. We need to end we this right end now. <laughs> Thanks to Walter and Jerry. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. What a year for Baylor Athletics.
You're listening to the best of the John Moore Show here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. It is the best of the John Moore Show on ESPN Radio right now. We're going to hear John's conversation with Baylor softball pitching coach Brittany Sneed Newman about her induction into the Louisiana Athletic Hall of Fame. You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Wednesday afternoon. We do appreciate you being with us. John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the studio. Let's go on the road. Let's go to Colorado where she is out recruiting and welcome in one of the newest members to the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, Brittany Newman. Britt, uh, thanks for being on with us. Hey, John. It's uh, glad to be on the show today. It's a little cooler out here where I'm at than where you are probably right now. Uh, yeah, so. no doubt about it. We were going to get a weather check. What's the uh, what's the weather like in Colorado? Well, look at here. My watch says it's 88 degrees. Oh, so. okay. But probably nice and cool this <laughs> it, morning, wasn't it? It, it? Yeah, it was. It was cool this morning. Um, but it definitely um, it's starting to warm up here. But it's definitely nothing like I know it is at home. Yeah, so. 97 Happy here. To be in the cooler. <laughs> 97 here. Hey. We uh, tell us about uh, your your trip to Colorado. This is is it a big tournament? Is it a showcase? What is it that uh, that y'all are doing scouting up there? Yeah, so this is a, one of the biggest tournaments of the whole year. Um, there's thousands of I don't even know exactly how many teams that are here. Twelve, thirteen hundred teams are here from all over the U.S. and it really covers a lot of the state of Colorado. So. Uh, kind of the central hub is kind of the Denver area, but they go all the way kind of up north to Fort Collins and out west to Boulder. And um, so it really covers a, a good a good portion of the state. Very good. Well, good luck there recruiting. Uh, that's one to get an update on that. But the real reason we wanted to have you on was to say congratulations and talk to you about your induction this past weekend into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. Britt, that's a huge honor. Congratulations on that. Thank you, John. It's it's pretty exciting. It's very humbling, um, and it's just it's just so exciting that that um, that our sport softball is just is grown. It's taken off. It's such an awesome, wonderful, popular sport now. So many great women are playing it, and for it to be recognized uh, in the Hall of Fame, and the fact that they chose me to to represent was for this year's class was. Very, very exciting. Very nice. You're already a member of the LSU Hall of Fame. In fact, we're the first softball player uh, to be inducted into the LSU Hall of Fame. What was the uh, What was this past weekend like? What like What was the What was the weekend like for you? So you know how the the Cajuns do. They, you know, if there's a celebration in Louisiana, they're going to really turn it into a three day event. So. Uh, we, we had a blast the whole time. They, we went, had a bowling event. Uh, we had a, um, this kind of party out on the river there that runs through, uh, Natchitoches. That's where the hall of fame is at is in Natchitoches. Um, 
we let's see what all did we did all kinds of fun things we had our family involved and uh got to dress up and wear a dress and wear high heels and so it was a big event (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool do they know at that hall of fame that you work now right down the street from the texas sports hall of fame they make that connection (laughs) yeah well i don't know if they did Uh, you know it's funny i don't know if they made that connection i gotcha we are down the street right exactly what uh what about the other inductees i saw the list uh a really a stellar group from louisiana how fun was that for you to be rub, rub elbows you know with some of those greats you know what was so cool was listening so there was 12 inductees um nine of which were former athletes and you know, listening to what they all have accomplished was just mind blowing. And then, but then to get to know them on a personal level, they everyone was so kind. Everyone was so showed so much gratitude. Um, everyone was just so down to earth. And so I just I I was in such good company. All of those inductees uh, were phenomenal people. Wow, that's great. Hey, let's go back to uh, your high school days, Cyfair High School, North Houston. Uh, I imagine you were recruited really, really heavily. Uh, I don't think I've ever asked you this. Uh, what was the recruiting pitch, you know, that, that eventually got you to LSU? Yeah, so, you know, I really thought that being a girl from Texas that I would stay in the state of Texas. So many great universities here in the state that really had plans to, to stay in. But uh, Coach Moore... He did an outstanding job of recruiting me and my family and got me on a visit to LSU and really just fell in love with the commitment to the women's athletic program, fell in love with the support of the community for their athletes. Um, You know, I remember at that time, I really wanted to play in front of a large audience and play in front of a big crowd that supported our sport. And, And I felt that when I went there and, um, so that that was a huge reason why I chose LSU. Gotcha. And the truth be told, you're very nice to to not bring this up, but you kind of grew up wanting to go to A and M, didn't you? And they they <laughs> didn't really I recruit did. you at all. Yeah. So that was that's where I wanted to go. Wow. Ten years old, I said, "Mom, I want to get a scholarship to A wow. and M." The coaches uh, basically, I think, told me that they signed you know three pitchers in the class before mine and ahead of mine, and so that they really didn't have any. Any room left for a pitcher? Uh, so I said, okay. Did you ever uh, <laughs> did you pitch against A and M any during your college career? Uh, we did. We pitched against them uh, one time, yeah. and did you do know, well. The fire, the fire was lit. I so bet. I, I, I bet I, it I, was. Uh, I've, yeah, that's that was good. Fun. That's great. <laughs> well, such a great career at LSU. Here are uh, for our listeners, you know, just some of the things you accomplished. Four-time All-SEC pitcher, twice uh, All-American SEC tournament MVP, SEC pitcher of the year, your senior year. Career record 120 and 25, career ERA 0.89 All-SEC records. Uh LSU went 230 and 45 during your career. Uh, you set the conference mark for strikeouts as a junior, 410, and then you broke it as a senior with 478, uh, 1,370 strikeouts in your career and a conference record, 55 shutouts, 10 individual no-hitters, three more in tandem, including a perfect game. Uh, those are amazing numbers. <laughs> Britt, those are amazing numbers. Uh, I hope you know the, the, the players you're recruiting now and the players that come through Baylor – 
uh, already here now or maybe here in the future. I hope they appreciate, you know, getting to work with you and hope they appreciate your, uh, you know, what you did when you were playing. Well, John, I'm just uh, I'm just glad I get to to help our youth and um, just give back to the sport that has given me so much. And, you know, I was just really blessed with Coach Moore um, coaching me. And, I mean, you don't get numbers like that without great coaching and a great defense behind you. And um, so I'm forever grateful for, for my teammates and coaches. And I that's why I still do what I do. I want to help make an impact and help our youth and grow the game and um, just do what I can for them. Wow. You took LSU to their uh, first Women's College World Series, finished third in 2001. What do you remember about that experience? <laughs> so it was, you know, kind of our, our sport was was just coming around at LSU. I think our, the first season was in 1997. And um, it was, so it was new. And I, I wanted to be a part of a team. Our whole, our whole group, our team wanted to be, you know, found a strong foundation layer. And so we wanted to go to the Women's College World Series. And I remember when we first got there, um, we, I'll never forget, we played Oklahoma and they were the defending national champs. They'd won it the year before. And I remember the, I think it was the second pitch in the ball game. And I threw a, just a ball right down the middle of the plate. And the girl, she hit it where she's supposed to, she hit it over the fence for a home run. And I, just remember the crowd. I think at that time the Hall of Fame Stadium only held 5,000 people, wow. and I just remember the crowd going crazy. They're all Oklahoma fans, and um, you know, and I, but I just remember like, okay, we got to turn it back around, and we end up coming back. I think 13 innings later, and beat them two to one. That Golly. was a that was definitely a highlight game there. Wow! How long did you pitch? How many innings in that game? Uh, pitched all of them. 13 innings. Wow. <laughs> All of them. That's a good memory. That's a great memory. And think about that, you know, think about that. And then think about this year's World Series and the ones you've been to, you know, with Baylor in 14 and 17 and the crowds now and the attention. Aaron just showed me a stat that the the Women's College World Series outdrew TV-wise the uh, baseball final uh, College World Series. How about that? I know. It's our game. It's just so exciting to see, you know, all the games now, the World Series. Uh, they're on primetime ESPN you know they show all of the games you know back when I played I think only two games maybe aired and so just to see how that how that interest has grown on TV and then just to see the renovations of the Hall of Fame Stadium now it's just I don't even know how many thousands of people but it it holds a lot more than it did whenever I played and so just to and they still sell out those games so it's just so exciting to see that's so um, cool well, and, and you uh, were a big part of that growth, you know, for what you did during your time pitching at LSU and what you're doing now coaching at Baylor. you got to be proud to see how the sport has grown that much. I am. It's it, it's so exciting. John, I just can't tell you. Uh, just to see even, like, our fans that come to our games at Baylor, the little, the little girls, and just to see them with, with their Baylor softball visor on or Baylor softball shirt on. They just they look up to our athletes. They want to be them one day and, it's exciting that they have the future to be able to do that. Very cool. Well, congratulations. Uh, really proud of you and proud for you and this accomplishment. And I think very deserved to go into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Thank you, John. Appreciate All right. it. All right. Y'all be careful on the road and uh, we'll see you when you get back. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Thanks very much. Brittany Sneed Newman was Brittany Sneed when she pitched 
outstandingly for uh, the LSU Tigers and that career, her collegiate career as uh, really the top softball player in the history of that school uh, has landed her a spot in the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. You're listening to the best of the John Moore Show here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. It is the best of the John Moore Show here on ESPN Central Texas. I'm here in Saxton, and right now we're going to listen to John's conversation with T.L. Fiedler. He is the producer and director of the Our Time documentary that aired earlier, and you can still see on ESPN Plus that covers Baylor men's and women's basketball. Here is that conversation. It's exclusively on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus. The name of the series is Our Time, and it really gives you a a good behind-the-scenes look and an in-depth look at Baylor basketball, both men's and women's. Leads us into our next guest. We welcome in T.L. Fiedler, who's the director for the project uh, and has set up shop and uh, kind of moved into Waco for for some time. But T.L., appreciate you being on with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. Thank, Thank you. So what time of day uh, can people look for this uh, tomorrow? We know it debuts tomorrow. Yeah, I believe it's, it's released as soon as the clock strikes, strikes 12. Okay, good deal. Very good, and yeah. I'm really looking forward Very to excited. it. How how uh, how's it been for you? I mean, you come in uh, out, you know, from the outside, and you've got to get to know the coaches, uh, all the characters that we have with men's and women's basketball. How's that process been for you? It's it's been um, amazing. You know, I I'm in, an independent producer, shooter, director, and I've worked with a lot of different athletes across a lot of different sports. And you know, when you go into a new project, you know, you always um, keep an open mind. But this one in particular. I would say I'm a few, almost a few months in now, a couple weeks in, a few months in, and it's close to being maybe, I would say, my favorite project I've ever worked on. Cool. Um, I've worked on with a lot of people, a lot of different uh, places, um, and it's just a special, special place with really special people, and I'm not just saying that. And, I, you know, I usually follow, I'd say, one athlete, um, maybe an athlete and a coach type of thing through someone's development, but... This case is unique um, following uh, the entire season of the men's team, the entire seasons of the women's team. So there's a lot of people I'm meeting, um, a lot of people I'm spending time with, and a lot of stories to develop. So it's been – it's literally been incredible so far. Like, I, I, I love my job. That's cool. <laughs> That's it. great. Yeah. Well, and it, 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 could, it is unique, and it could be difficult, you know, trying to cover both the men's team and the women's team and, you know, all the student-athletes and all the coaches – I mean, that's a lot to uh, kind of wrap your arms around. It, it is. Um, you know, basically what I do in general is just try to cover a story, right? So story, kind of what's developing, what's happening, but also try to develop um, and show who these people are as human beings. So, you know, it's not like a 24-7, you know, on call with 1,900 cameras and that sort of thing um, and see what develops and see who sneaks around the corner. It's nothing like that. It's, you know, we lay out storylines really strategically, depending on the week, maybe the game type of thing. Um, You know, Nikki Collin being a new head coach, that sort of thing. And Scott Drew just coming off a national championship. Those are the obvious ones. But then, you know, there's freshmen, new stories that develop, new people type of thing. So we lay it out strategically, decide what goes in what episode. And, you know, 
you know, move and conquer. Like today we're uh, with Kendall Brown. He's getting a tattoo. Um, <laughs> he's in the middle. He's in the middle of that right now. So we took a little break. Um, it's a five hour process. So, you know, just kind of peppering him with some questions about his, you know, where he is now in school um, and, you know, with the team and his future, which could be, you know, very soon, it could be end of this season going into the NBA type thing. So we just try to, you know, spend time with them and, and, and shoot stories um, of them off the court, doing things that they enjoy doing. It's certainly not something I, I had him do, like, let's go get tattoo. He said he was doing right. it. He said, come along. And we did. And, and we're just um, trying to find out who these people are as humans. Wow. That's great. I, I, I yeah. am. I love that. You know, I love this kind of project where it gives, uh, you know, the viewers a chance to see behind the scenes of things that go on with Baylor basketball. And it is the men and the women. Uh, I know another uh, topic and a, another subject that will be uh, probably, you know, more in more than one episode is Matthew Meyer. And we were talking earlier on the show about uh, how that took a twist uh, with his night last night, didn't it? It did. Um, so I, we had a few cameras on the game last night. Obviously, ESPN was covering it, but we have um, documentary cameras. Um, I mic up Scott Drew, so I have him in my ear the whole time, and I have two other coaches in my other ear, um, so I just know what's going on, and I can get into, like, you know, the mind behind the game a little bit. Um, we're in the timeouts and all that. But I saw Matt, you know, I'm not watching the game sometimes when I'm shooting because I'm more so in Scott's head. But sure. I saw Matt run off. So, you know, I'm right by the bench. I ran after him. I had no idea what happened because I didn't even see the play. And I'm in the, I'm in the locker room with him. And Matt being so open and not guarded at all just said, look at me. Look at my face. Look at my tooth. He said, <laughs> you know, he, he makes he makes fun of himself. Um you know, because he's such a good kid. He's like, you know, I already got the mullet. And he goes, I already look redneck. Look at me now. He goes, what a perfect combination. <laughs> so his tooth got, his tooth got knocked out. Um, he had it in his hand. He was looking for a place to put it in his locker. Oh, man. He's looking in the mirror. I mean, the kid is hilarious. So we ended up following him to the dentist after the game and he got it uh he got it fixed up but it's never a dull moment with that kid that's for sure oh man what a great story thanks for sharing that with us and you're right with yeah. matt never a dull moment with him no what about uh tl what about the the uh, uh access that the coaches have given you uh coach drew and i talked about this yesterday you know sometimes mm -hmm. you're doing things you know you don't want the world to see or you know you don't not that it's bad but you're doing a say a scouting report baylor doing a scouting report on oklahoma you know what they might say uh about their opponent uh you don't necessarily want that out there but it, it seems like the coaches, both the men and the women, have given you all pretty much carte blanche uh, access. That's another thing, um, another reason why I love the project, because you're not sitting outside rooms, you know, waiting to be allowed in. We are allowed in. And, like, I already believe I have a connection with Scott and a connection with Nikki, you know, in that if there's something, you know, maybe they don't want on there, which hasn't really happened at mm -hmm. all. But, like, if there's not, you know, I've let them know that, you know, just let me know. But it hasn't really been like that. Um but I think we have a trust factor, so it certainly uh, it certainly makes it makes it easy in the event that you know they feel uncomfortable with something. But that hasn't happened. But the access is absolutely full. Um, I remember the very first time I put a mic on Scott Drew. Um, it wasn't necessarily planned. We were at a game and we were just kind of there. And I said, "Can I throw a mic on you?" I had a mic on him for seven hours. And oh wow! Obviously, you know, minus the you know bathroom breaks. Not not trying to make you know a joke out of that. But sure. Like, Minus that, I literally followed him around every single place he went for, I think it was six and a half hours. Golly. And it was just 
pure pure gold um his energy is unbelievable like he ne- never said give me a minute let you know i'll be right back never it just wherever we wanted to go and one weekend um nikki <laughs> nikki had a home game and the game ended at i want to say 10 30 11 o'clock at night she had one day off which was a sunday and she has a you know beautiful family back in atlanta three kids and a husband she hopped a flight slept in the um in the garage at the Dallas airport for two hours, got on a 5 a.m. flight. I flew with her um, every minute. I was with her, landed, went to her kids' games, wow. uh, spent time with her husband, saw her husband, you know, taking care of the family while she was gone. She hopped a plane and came back. But, I mean, access is full. Like, I, at one point that night when I was home with her in Atlanta, I said, let me go. You know, you, you have a little time with your family. You know, I, I feel part of you and we're close, but you need some alone time. I don't need to be here. So the access is the access is full and um, they're just great, great people. T.L. Fiedler, our guest, she's the director for the Our Time docuseries, docuseries on Baylor basketball, men's and women's. Uh, do you I know you, you uh, you're on boots on the ground here, you and your crew and you shoot everything and you get all the interviews do you see the finished product before it airs or when, when it airs tomorrow, will that be the first time you see this episode? Oh no. Um, for sure. We have daily, um, morning calls. Okay. We have, um, you know, 15 minute calls in the morning, um, with the editors, with the, you know, a, a few different producers. Um, it, it, it is a huge process, right? So there's like someone that's connected to Baylor, someone that's connected to, ESPN directly, but then, you know, I have people above me and then we have the editors and obviously I'm not editing because I'm full-time here, but we communicate on a regular basis. And, you know, if there's something in there that maybe in a, in a, in a, in a cut that, you know, I, I remember that didn't quite make it, that should make it that mm-hmm. type of thing. I can offer some, offer some uh, options, that sort of thing. But um, no, we're all in close connection, making sure, you know, the best product comes out. Very cool. Well, can't wait to see it tomorrow night, and uh, it's been great having you around, and you're going to be around for a few more (laughs) weeks, so that's going to be fun. You're going to you're going to earn a letter in Baylor basketball with all the time you're spending here, so uh, so that's really cool. But thanks for being on with us today. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. All right, T.L. Fiedler, uh, back to work she goes, uh, following uh, Kendall Brown getting a tattoo today, and that's part of uh, what they'll cover behind the scenes and. I think it's going to be really good. I really, Aaron, like this process. I like the the documentary process and following a, a person or a coach or, a, you know, in this case, two teams, two programs, the men's and women's programs. So Our Time is the name of the docuseries, and it debuts on uh, January 6th. That is tomorrow, and it's exclusively on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And I believe she said you could start watching it tonight at midnight. At midnight. I mean, January 6th means January 6th. So.